Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Hey, friends, and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. I really appreciate you downloading the show and spending some time with me. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning finance author who's hosted Money Girl since 2008. I also work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a PR spokesperson and consumer advocate. Here on the show, I cover a wide range of personal and small business money topics, like building credit, dealing with debt, investing for retirement, owning real estate, paying taxes, having the right insurance, money management strategies, and lots more. So if you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage money the best ways possible and create a richer life, you're in the right place. Be sure to subscribe and participate by sending me your money question or comment. You can leave a message 24-7 on our voicemail line at 302-364-0308. And you can email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. You probably know I'm a big financial literacy and independence champion. And March gives me a special opportunity to discuss various financial topics related to women because it's Women's History Month. The 2023 theme is Celebrating Women Who Tell Our Stories. This month, I'm going to bring you several interviews with diverse women who are working for a more equitable world and sharing their financial expertise. While sound financial advice doesn't necessarily change based on your gender, women typically face a few more challenges than men. In a nutshell, women live longer and earn less. Plus, they're more likely to take time away from their careers to care for family members. That translates into working harder and saving more for a secure financial future. So today's show is about empowering and encouraging women to take charge of their finances. You'll hear my interview with three successful female bankers with interesting roles at Citizens Bank. I'm joined by Maggie Wall. She's the executive vice president and head of diverse growth. That means she sets the diversity and inclusion strategy for Citizens Wealth Management Business, creating equal access to services for diverse communities. I also 
also speak with Larisha Lumpkins. She's the Senior Vice President and Senior Strategy Manager. And our third guest is Christy Ollinger. She's a VP and an Organizational Development Consultant who also co-hosts the Opposite of Small Talk podcast. No matter your gender, the stories and advice you'll hear from my guest today will help you understand what's possible, help you take control of your money, and have a richer life. Here are just a few of the topics we cover. What it takes to be a female leader and tips for women who want to advance their careers. How women can increase their financial confidence and be better money managers. Actionable tips for setting yourself up for the most successful financial future possible. Ways to prepare for the unexpected. How to manage a budget when prices rise due to inflation. Tips for selecting a financial professional you can trust. And some free resources to boost your financial literacy. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be here with some amazing women. We're going to be talking about women and money and why it's so critical to take control of your finances. I've actually got a panel of women, and this is the first time that I've ever done that on the podcast, so I'm super excited. I'd love everybody to just briefly give us a a quick introduction. Tell us your name and what you do, and we'll just, we'll start with Maggie. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Maggie Wall. I am head of diverse growth segments at Citizens Bank and My primary objective is to create the best environment and opportunity for all as it relates to wealth. Thank you. My name is Larisha Lumpkins. I am a senior strategy manager for sales strategy and development at Citizens Bank as well. Um, And my role is to really kind of take the strategy across core banking and bring it uh, to life for our uh, colleagues and customers to make sure we're delivering on our objectives. Hi, I'm Christy Ollinger, and I am a development consultant in HR, which means that my job is to help our colleagues be the best they can be in their jobs. What advice do you have for women who are wanting to make the most out of their careers? I have a lot of people in the podcast who are just starting out, some that are mid-career, some that are approaching retirement. But a common question I get is, how do I really make the most out of my career? You know, our finances all start with income. That's, you know, the foundation for everything. So how do we be good in our jobs and eventually, if it's something we want to do, become a leader in our organization, whether we're working for somebody else or maybe even creating our own business? Uh, Larisha, what advice would you give to those women who are starting careers or are aspiring to be a leader? I think so many times as women, we spend a lot of time trying to validate whether or not we belong at the table with the other folks that are around us. And often, you know, that makes us feel like we should be a wallflower and everybody's missing out on everything that you have to add because you're not saying much. So I think, you know, sit at that table, throw your shoulders back, understand that you're adding value. And when you're seeking to add value, then those are you're the type of person that folks are going to want in more conversations because you're helping to roll that boat faster. So I, I would say prioritize adding value, not trying to prove yourself to other folks. And that that'll really kind of help you start to, to move up more quickly, um, you know, in those types of situations. Yeah, that's fabulous. Oh, so I think the intersection of the advice I would give to for women on finances, career, and being a woman is to know your worth. 
So at, at a prior employer, I was promoted into a manager role and found that my direct report was making 30% more than I was. It was an absolute gut punch, but I'm really thankful for it because it opened my eyes to the fact that as a banker, I had deep financial acumen, but really lacked the context and information I needed to be able to advocate for myself financially at work. And so, I mean, I grew up hearing that it's impolite to talk about money or ask people how much they make. And I would just encourage listeners to rethink that advice because the best way I know to understand your worth is to be willing to talk about money with the people around you. Yeah, gosh, I'm nodding my head. And I think probably all of us have had some similar experiences. Maggie, what do you think? I love the two comments that uh, Larisha and Christy made. Um, and I'm just going to add one more. I I find that um, women have a tendency to work really hard, put their heads down and say, of course, everyone around me sees how hard I'm working and they're going to come to me and offer me the next opportunity. And the answer is that doesn't necessarily happen. You have to have a voice. You have to speak up. You have to let everyone know that you're interested in growth and taking on that next role. And don't assume that someone knows that about you. Uh, and and I um, I've personally gone through this where I I just assumed everyone around me saw how hard I was working and they would give me that next shot. And when I let everyone know how disappointed I was, I think they were surprised that I hadn't brought it up before. But I can tell you, women just seem to hold back. Men ha have no. Uh, limits when it comes to saying I'm ready, even though they're not ready. And we all know the statistics around that. So I, I would just say, be very clear about what you want and ask for it. Oh, such good advice. And I can say I definitely have been guilty of that as well in, in my early career, kind of exactly what you said, thinking, oh, I'm working so hard. I'm, you know, I'm really showing what I'm capable of. But you're right. If you don't ask for it or let people know, hey, I'm interested in a promotion or I'm interested in doing something different or being challenged by a particular project, um, people can't read your mind. So you do have to let them know and you don't have to be pushy. Um, you know, about that. It's really just a matter of, of expressing your interests and, um, and going for it. And if you put yourself out there, then you become known as somebody who wants that advancement, that wants a challenge. So that's fantastic. Um, so let's talk a little bit about maybe personal finances and bringing it back to, you know, our just our own uh, money management. What do you ladies think that women can do to to create confidence in their personal financial lives. What should we be doing to take control of our finances? Why is it important? You know, what, what does it come down to for women in terms of thinking about priorities? Maggie, what do you think? You know, I read a, a book last year uh, called The Confidence Code, and it really resonated for me. And in the book, the the authors described how confidence has nothing to do with how good you feel about yourself. Confidence is built when you move towards something that scares you. 
And look, there is nothing more scary than finances and money and are you making the right decisions and what should I think about and where should I go and should I borrow or should I save or should I invest? Scary. But it says move towards it. And if you move towards it and find out more information and you keep chipping away at it and you keep finding out more and more and more, the more confident that you will get. And so, you know, confidence is one that you can only build for yourself and you can't shy away from it. When it comes to money and understanding about money, move towards it. I've done um, focus groups, Laura, um, and women over 40, as well as women under 40. And the women over 40 have said to me, oh, Maggie, I wish I knew then what I know now. Like, I should have been doing things so much earlier and sooner, but I hesitated. I was unsure. I was uncertain. So I chose not to take uh, those those steps forward. And And the women under 40 say, you know, I'm doing some things, Maggie. I'm just not sure that I'm doing it right. In both cases, they have an opportunity to lean in and start to find out more. And look, it is scary to go speak to an advisor. It is nerve wracking to go listen to something that you're not unsure of. But once you do that, you build the confidence, the stronger you get, the more you're able to make decisions that are going to carry you forward. Yeah, I love that. Larisha, what advice would you give someone to prepare for personal financial success? I'm a strong believer in competence builds confidence, right? It's kind of like if you're a sports person, you take 100 shots and then you know, you see the ball go in a, a bunch of times. And then when it's time to take the shot in the last second, you just feel like it's going to go in, right? Because it's not the first time you've seen that. So I think, you know, you build competence as it relates to finances by using your resources, asking questions, getting online, you know, Money Girl podcast, your resources at the bank. And I think we always, you know, we have as women, we have that person that we look at that we really admire that's in front of us, maybe a couple steps ahead. I think like lean in, ask that person to have a really authentic conversation with you. And what you find out is that that person that you've been putting up on a pedestal has some of the same questions you do. And they'll be able to show you like, how did they navigate that situation? So it does two things for you. It'll help, it'll help you realize that you're not alone in the questions that you're trying to answer. And then it'll create an opportunity and a lifeline to a person that can kind of help you get to that next step because there are a couple steps ahead of you. So in addition to, you know, the financial resources, going to your bank, you know, and those types of things, I would say get a really authentic person that you that you trust that's, you know, ahead of you and see what you can learn from them too. Yeah, it's great advice. I think just having conversations, being vulnerable, being willing to talk about things, it's really where it all starts. Because if you're not willing to ask the maybe the quote unquote dumb questions, there are no dumb questions, right? But if you feel like, oh, I can't ask this question, you're never going to give yourself the opportunity to learn. Um, so I love that advice of looking to somebody that you admire, approaching them, having a conversation. I think that's true not only in personal, our personal financial lives, but also in our careers. You know, a, a theme that I've heard a lot from women is, 
I got a mentor at my job, or I asked people at work whose job I wanted to have one day if they'd have a coffee with me and they'd, you know, just talk a little bit about their role. And just being willing to be curious and and open up those lines of communication can be so revealing. And as you said, build build that that confidence as well as the competence um, that you might need to jump forward. Christy, tell me a little bit about how you think about the unexpected, being prepared for what's around the corner. You know, the last few years, we've had a lot of unexpected things happening in the economy and and life. And um, while there's no like fail-proof way to prepare for every single thing, um, I think there are some really smart ways that we can make sure that we have more financial protection in our lives. And I'm, I'm curious, maybe what are some yeah. ways that you have worked to help yourself prepare for the unexpected? Yeah. I, I mean, I think in an ideal situation, you have planned for the unexpected and you have an emergency fund that you have built up. And I know, Laura, you've talked about emergency funds on the podcast before, but life isn't always the ideal situation. And so for that reason, you need to have available credit and a strong credit score. So have a couple of personal credit cards available with available credit and manage them well. This way, if the unexpected financial expense is bigger, than that emergency fund that you've started, you can access the funding from the credit card and pay it off over time without impacting your credit. So let these financial tools help you. Yeah. And I I get a lot of questions from people about, well, how many credit cards should I have? And, you know, what's the right thing for me? And, you know, there's no real black and white rule about the number of credit cards you should have. I always tell people, have the, the number of cards that you can manage responsibly. If you're managing them all responsibly, hopefully paying off balances in full or planning out big purchases and having a, a, a goal for when you're going to pay it off. Um, those can, as you said, they, they are very powerful financial tools. Um, when we get in trouble is when we're abusing them, we're only making minimum payments and we're letting balance accrue. That's obviously not how we want to manage credit cards, but they absolutely can protect you from the unexpected. And I would say, Laura, they can help you build your emergency fund, cash back credit cards, right? You know, you make your, make your credit cards work for you. That's right. The, the purchases that you're making every day, you're going to be making those expenses anyway, groceries, gas, you know, all of those things. If you've got the right rewards credit card, and this is what I do, I put all of my expenses on rewards credit cards because I love to build those rewards and I really love to use them wisely. Whether you do cash back, whether you use points, you know, there's various ways to to manage them. Um, They really do make the the cost of whatever you're buying a a little less expensive because you're getting that cash back or that reward. So that is great to think about. what else, Christy, do you think in our current environment with inflation and, you know, everything that we're, we're dealing with right now in, in terms of higher prices for a lot of our expenses, what are some ways that women particularly who typically are the ones that manage the household money, you know, how can they better prepare and, and just manage money overall uh, a, little, a little bit more wisely? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I'd say inflation is part of the financial cycle. And so it's important to stay the course on financial choices, but you also have to pay attention to what's happening. So my guess is that listeners of this podcast likely have a budget, but it's not enough to have a budget. You have to revisit it and recalibrate. So as an example in my life, I've noticed our weekly grocery expenses have definitely gone up. We eat a lot of eggs in the Allender household. And so, you know, I I need to figure out what category or am I going to spend less in if I want to stay on track? Yeah, absolutely. Having a budget, having some plans. Uh, unfortunately, most Americans do not have a budget. You know, that's what the statistics tell us. Um, so I would say if you are somebody who really is, is challenged right now by inflation, um, the best place to start is looking at what, what is my income? What are my expenses? And you don't have to go crazy with it. You know, you can create what they call the 50-30-20 plan, which basically says, you know, I'm going to spend half of my budget on necessities. I'm going to spend 30% on those variable expenses. And maybe 20% is going to be my savings and investing for the future. You can kind of start with broad categories like that. Um, I find that some people who are allergic to budgeting do okay with some sort of larger frameworks like that that are, are not quite as um, specific and, and getting into like every, counting every single expense. Um, find a method that works for you. Get familiar with what your expenses are. I know a lot of people couldn't tell you how much they're spending on eggs or, you know, on groceries in general. And what you measure, you can manage, right? So if you're measuring um, those expenses, you have the ability to say, oh, you know what? I'm spending a little too much in this category. I'm going to pull back and I'm going to save more. That's very hard to do if you really don't understand what your expenses are. So using technology too, um, you can definitely, I'm sure Citizens has some, some tools related to banking banking, where you can categorize expenses. There's just lots of opportunity, even putting things on the credit card. You have the ability to see what your expenses are and making that budgeting and the analysis on it a little bit easier. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses 
and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. How women can think about working with an, a financial advisor. We kind of have mentioned that a couple times. How should women choose maybe not only an advisor, but an institution to work with? Um, it, it does take confidence to approach an, an institution or an advisor in some cases, because you may not even know the right questions to ask. Um, how can women just get started getting advice? Yeah, so I, I feel very um, close to this answer because personally, it's a, um, a big deal for me. I think, you know, what's funny is for a lot of women, a lot of times we will gain success and we'll start to accumulate wealth, but we really don't know exactly what to do with it once you get it, right? And so I think, you know, not knowing the answers, often we don't want to ask the question, but I think when you've worked really hard and been really successful to gain your wealth, that you owe it to yourself to have an advisor or someone on your side that's willing to explain to you everything that they're advising to you. So what does that mean? That means to the lowest common denominator so that I fully understand what you're asking me to do, how it's going to work for me, you know, why it's the best option. Um, and don't be, you know, don't be afraid to ask that additional question and ask them to go deeper, right? Because you're looking to do business and make an investment. And so those folks should be able to make sure that they can explain to you what it is that they want you to do. I think it was Albert Einstein who said that if you can't explain it simply, that means you don't understand it well enough. And so I think, you know, you've earned the right to have that kind of support. Um, the one thing that I would also say, at thinking about an institution holistically, is look at the, the commitment to financial literacy for the institutions that you um, decide to do business with. And that means financial literacy on all levels. So I think it's important, you know, what does the bank really invest in? What do they do to make sure that the constituents that they serve broadly are more financially literate and educated and knowing what to do? And so that'll signal to you that they understand the importance of that. And you're probably going to interact with folks in that organization that value that and put that into the work they do every day. So that would be a couple of things that I would share um, that I think, you know, would, would really be helpful. And as far as um, thinking about starting out in your career, I mean, should somebody begin getting financial help right away? Is this something they should wait a little bit to do? I get that question often. It's kind of like, how do I know when I need help? When, you know, when's the right time to ask for help? What do you think, Larisha? My daughter is 23. Um, she has her first job. She's an investigative reporter. And, um, you know, one of the things that I talked to her about was, you know, start investing in your 401k. And she's looking at me like I too, have two heads, like, you know, like that's like 50 years from now. Mom, like, what are you talking about? Um, but they had someone actually come into their job to talk to them about investments and how you want to build on your future. And all of a sudden, you know, here she is 23 and it crystallized for her. I should do that now. And, you know, of course, I'm thinking, I think I told you that before, but, you know, <laughs> whether you get it from me or someone else, as long as you get it, it works. But so I think, you know, as soon as you start to earn an income, that's when you should ask for help, right? Because you have time on your side and over time it grows, right? And um, so I think, you know, as soon as you start to really have an income, you should start to seek help so that you feel like you have a plan that's going to help, even if it's little by little. 
Yeah, that's so great. I do think young people kind of have the most to gain in a lot of Mm -hmm. cases from speaking with somebody early and understanding that retirement plan at work, understanding all of their savings options. I know when I started working, I, in my 20s, I did not understand the 401k. I did not understand that it was portable, that I could take it with me if I left work. And that one misunderstanding about that account kept me from participating for a couple of years. And I often think, okay, if I had just started a couple of years earlier and had really understood fully the account's value, um, you know, what that could mean to me in terms of dollars today. So every little bit of time that you have, whether it's a month, a week, a year, it all adds up and helps you get just a little closer to your financial goals. And even if you're young and you don't know what your financial goals are, I think just knowing that, you know, one day you're going to, you're going to need to retire. You're going to need to have income that's not from a job, whether that's because you choose to step away or whether due to health issues or just lifestyle. Um, and that is very hard for young people to, to really think about. But if that can be your one financial goal when you're, you know, in your 20s, also having an emergency fund, I would say those two, just getting started, having some financial um, backing, building your credit, you know, even using uh, a credit card responsibly. I think all of those are really great goals for folks who are just starting out. Maggie, one thing that I think women struggle with sometimes is how to prepare for success. They may have goals that they're thinking about, but how do they truly prepare to reach those goals? It's one thing to have a dream, but it's another to actually do the work day in and day out to get there. Any advice for women who have some pretty you know, aggressive financial goals they want to reach? Laura, saving uh, for something that's big and um, meaningful for you is really important. But I remember when I was younger and and I was starting to save for that home and I had three children who were all two years apart um, and thinking about funding for my 401k, it's daunting when you think about, I've got to do all those three things. And by the way, I'm not getting paid that much. I'm just starting in the industry. It's It's a lot to take in. But what I did do was think about it from a small chunk perspective. And I took advantage of those auto deducts and those automatic withdrawals from my pay and put it aside into buckets of money. So my recommendation is small chunks over a long period of time consistently will get you to hit those goals and those objectives you have, whether it's a vacation, that home, the children's education, certainly not going to pay for it with the way college costs are today, but I assure you, you will make a dent. Larisha, any final thoughts or words of advice for listeners? Yeah, thanks, Laura. I think, you know, what I would say is it's very important, especially for women, um, to put purpose behind your money. Um, so often, we'll, you know, we set a goal and we want to be successful, right? Like that's kind of what you hear. What do you need to do to be successful? But when you put purpose behind your money and you define, well, what does successful mean to you? 
um, your your purpose might look a lot different than someone else's. And then even in those times when you might think about rethinking your plan or it might get a little bit tough to do, because you're so committed to that purpose that you put in front of what you're trying to save for or solve for or do with your money, it kind of keeps you going and you are able to celebrate those milestones and really getting to those ultimate goals that you put in front of yourself that are important to you. So I would say, you know, put purpose behind your money and then that'll help you to really be disciplined. I love that. We all need a little motivation to stick to whatever we're saving for or, or trying to reach. And you're right. If you can remember what it is you're, you want in the first place, that's hopefully going to give you a little kick in the pants to, to keep going. As we wrap up, I would love to know if there are any final thoughts or takeaways that you think our listeners should have. Christy, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, so I, I would say I have one takeaway and one thought. Um, if you liked this podcast episode, you probably will like the resources that are available on citizensbake.com because we curate a library of inspiring articles, financial tips, career advice that really help you navigate any of life's moments. So citizensbank.com, check it out. My closing thought, though, is that whether you know it or not, there is this mental model that most of us carry related to gender and money, with men as breadwinners and financial heads of household and women as caretakers of the people in that household. One of the most important ways to change our mental models is to replace them with new ones. That's why I'm proud to be a female banker. That's why I'm excited about this episode and showcasing such strong financial leaders with deep expertise. And that's why I want to thank you, Laura, not just for the time here today for this conversation, but for what you do, because every episode you release really serves as this reinforcement of the connection between female and financial expertise. And that's a very very powerful and important message to be sending. Thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words. And I appreciate you, Maggie, Larisha, joining me today. This has been a great conversation. And I can't thank you enough for the advice you've shared. Thanks again to Maggie, Larisha, and Christy for joining me today. Before we go, I want to remind you to follow Money Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you automatically get each new weekly episode. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.